Artcentric Podcast with Rafi and Klee. Hola, you amazing artists. It's Rafi and Klee. And today we're going to talk about uh, being creatively blocked in your studio when you're just staring at a blank canvas and you you just you're not feeling the inspiration and maybe a lot of it has to do with like maybe your emotions are a little yeah. out of where they usually are um so we're going to cover all of that in this podcast hopefully i mean honestly there is there is a plethora of reasons why one might be having creative block. Yeah, so we, we'll cover as many as we can in this. And as usual, we have our awesome Rogue fam here uh, on the live version uh, chatting with us. So they're going to be sharing their questions and best practices and insights surrounding this topic, which comes from our Rogue fam, Kate, who mm-hmm. says, Dear Rafi and Klee, I am currently afflicted with the worst Kino Canva phobia of my life. Yeah. <laughs> I just made that word up. It's meant to mean fear of blank canvases. Seriously, it's kicking my own nose. Please help. Please. <laughs> all right. Well, let's see what we could do. And it's a good thing that the rogues are all creative geniuses on here. And I'm sure that every single one of you has dealt with this kind of thing. Um, me personally, I've gotten to a place where the only time that I have a hard time creating because it's not for lack of ideas. A lot of people think that you run into creative block because you have a lack of ideas. Um, as a creative, seriously, like if you are just letting yourself go and you're, you're, you're looking, not looking for inspiration, but allowing inspiration to come to you, chances are you have a book full of ideas, full full of next projects. That's, that's one of the reasons that I say like whenever you have an idea, maybe you can't work on it in that moment, write it down. If you're uh, just getting out of the shower, if you're doing anything, just write it down. And, um, you know, that way, next time when you jump into the studio, you already have a bunch of ideas that you might be excited about. Now, the issue might be um, where you're not excited. And that has a lot more to do with what's going on. I, I know that I've experienced moments like that where the shit is hitting the fan somewhere else in life in my life and the idea of going into the studio um it just won't do it for me in that moment if anxiety levels are up in general not much creative action not much creative mojo is flowing uh that's my truth for sure yeah tina said i have too many things to choose from yeah you know, Tina, it will feel that way because you have a lot of things to choose from. But remember that there is a, you know, you just jump on the next thing that you're excited about. And eventually either you get to the majority of them. I mean, we never get it done. We're never right. going to get it done. We're always going to have ideas to to move to. Yeah. Beth um, says I switch mediums for a while. I yep. do that too. If I'm stuck on one thing, I definitely move on to another thing. I think most importantly, though, uh, I love the idea of switching mediums. Because it it can also give you permission to just experiment and just play around and not be so precious about the work that you're working on. Yeah, that can definitely stifle. Like Diane says, blocks hit me when I'm creative writing. I know I definitely get hung up a little more on like musical writing and um, music production than with jewelry for me. And a lot of it is anxiety. It's not a lack of ideas, but it's a fear to like, start something. Karen said to hike, soak in, soak up the sunshine. Indeed, Karen. Um, sometimes the best thing to do when you're, you know, because if it's, if it's an emotional thing and you're having a hard time getting in there and working on something, or you just don't feel motivated or you're staring at the canvas um, and you're not necessarily in a clear minded place, um, what'll happen is just staring at the canvas will be caused to berate yourself, Definitely. which, which then it becomes an Ouroboros of, you know, bull beep, you mm-hmm. know, because like when I know for myself back in the day when I was, you know, a dark 
you know, dark human, <laughs> uh, you know, somebody who was a just doom cloud. a doom cloud. When I was a doom cloud, I would go into the studio or not into the studio because I didn't have a studio, but I would start creating something out of that place. So I'd create a lot of like dark poetry and like sad art and like all this stuff. And what I found was that later on when I was in a good, I didn't like it. Like I didn't nothing there's, and there's nothing wrong with like dark art or sad art or anything like that, because it's just expressing yourself. But me for myself, that's not what I want to uh, put out there in the world. You know, I want to put out empowerment that there's nothing wrong with the process of going through it, mm -hmm. through that moment and capturing that moment and even sharing that. But for me personally, the, the things that I want to share with other people are the struggle. Yes, but overcoming the struggle. Like it's important to me to show the struggle and not just be stuck there. And back in the day, that's where I was just stuck. Yeah. You know, there, like there was no light at the end of the tunnel. And that's, you know, it's just not something that I really want to pour my energy into. Uh, welcome Cruz and Tempest and Clover. Hey, you guys. Thanks for joining us. Oh, and on that point, because I, I just went off on a tangent. Um, sometimes it's just going for a hike soaking up the sunshine, uh, doing something different. Yeah. Uh, um, just doing anything else, something basically do whatever it takes to maybe for a moment, distract yourself mm -hmm. from, from that and allow yourself to really, really have a good time. Conversations with good friends, a lot of laughter, watch something funny on TV, like just, or something empowering and yeah. something empowering, or something like a fl flight of fancy kind of movie, like a, a, an adventure. Yeah. We like watching a lot of fantasy movies. One thing that rings true is you have to be having life experiences in order to be able to have something to pour out onto a canvas or into a story or into a song. Yeah. And so if you're not allowing yourself the breathing room to have life experiences, that's, that could be stifling anxiety. I think, um, and I, I don't know for sure, but I think in Kate's case, I think anxiety has been high lately. Okay. Um, I think life has been throwing some curveballs, and there might be some struggles there. And so it might be a matter of needing to kind of um, investigate those things. There's been some uh, poop on the fan perhaps per, per perhaps se. tina said i used an online word generator to choose my last painting lol yeah yeah you know tina i've done that too like it's so funny where um you just it, i think that's all part of play you know like just that play of the challenge i think a lot of times when i get in the studio i like challenging myself to do something that uh might throw me for a loop Right. Mm -hmm. And the thing about it, kind of like with the creative writing, um, with any kind of writing, really, you got to you got to just get in there, put brush to canvas um, and be willing to get messy and be willing to screw it up. Yeah. And I think that might be part of it, too, because it, it may not be a lack of ideas. It could just be fear of making that first mark on the canvas. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's a lot of times it's like, you know, like I like saying, it's like walking through a wall of molasses, mm -hmm. you know, you're just sitting there and you're thinking about it and you're thinking about it and you're not really sure. And you're second guessing yourself and you're questioning stuff. And when it comes to just putting that mark on the canvas, that seriously is, it's like, yeah, getting through that wall of molasses and it's really, really hard and it's, it, but it's totally an emotional thing. Clover says we're going axe throwing this weekend to get all the bad feelings. Oh, out. Clover. I love that. That is awesome. Also anger. Cause I've had a lot to be angry about. She said, yeah. Then you get to throw that oh, axe, throwing. axe throwing. That's great. Zara said the fear is real, but I'm getting over it. The trick is to just start. And that's where for chunking, which is a term that a lot of you have heard a lot of times on our videos, on our podcasts of like, if you can just get yourself to make that first mark, yeah. any mark, and then see what that mark says to you, or just write a word or write a sentence and, um, and don't even worry about it being good. Just like put the mark on the surface, whatever the surface is, and then see where it leads yeah, you. Yeah. Cause I'll be honest, it, thinking, overthinking things, that's, that's where stagnation comes from. 
right? Mm-hmm. You start thinking about something and you're like, oh, well, what should I do next? Or what, you know, and, and you overthink it. And really um, art is all about feeling and, and going the direction that the painting is taking you. Samson said, I wish Kate could get on and help elaborate. There's so many variables we could discuss. Is it a lack of ideas or a case of I just don't want to? Samson followed and said, unless it's a matter of having to pay the rent, then don't worry about it. Don't try to force it. Sometimes we just need a pause. Exactly. Diane said, sometimes anger motivates me in a weird way, temporarily anyway. Well, anger, anger actually, Diane, I think that anger is a great motivator. Um, but let me, let me be clear about that because I use anger to motivate me too, but it is empowered anger, right? So for example, instead of, uh, being like, oh, I can't believe that there's, where did time go? The weather is this, this person is, you know, I feeling like a, there's a big difference between your words, almost feeling a sense of victimization where like, the weather, the, your, the the person that you're doing the commission for, or the fact that this town, I've, I've always heard this, this town, nobody buys, blah, 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 um, versus saying like, you know what? I get to choose. I get to decide. I'm going to do this, damn it. I, you know, like it's not, you're not directing it at anyone else, nor are you directing it at yourself. You're directing the anger towards the uh, disempowerment, towards the things that make you feel doubtful. Yeah. Right. So like, instead of being angry at someone or at yourself, you would say, no, I don't need to doubt this. I'm just going to go with what I do. Whatever I decide to do, that's what I do. So why am I going to sit there and doubt myself? What? Because somebody said something, who cares? This is my life. I get to choose. I get to decide. And that's, That's how I use anger because it just, you know, you're either burning a flame within yourself that is going to empower you or you're just giving that flame away by by getting angry at something or someone else. And like you said, sometimes you can find that place through the process of creating. So like I I do feel like anger and even sadness um, and anxiety can be a, a place to create from because the emotions are potent. And I've written a few pieces that have to do with like um, social things that are happening and like trying to get those feelings out um, and then directing them in a way that it might not start out that way, but coming out the other end of it, um, I find a good place, a good emotional place with it. Jenny said, I've gotten rid of some of the moodier stuff that came from a place that after the fact, not something that I wanted to leave in the world it was temporary and not necessary to keep replaying it. Yeah. yeah. And I did the same thing. Actually, um, a lot of that artwork and a lot of that poetry and stuff, I realized that when I looked at it or when I read it, it didn't make me feel good. It kind of brought me back to a place that I didn't belong anymore. So what I did was I burned it, right? And at the time, I was thinking to myself, like, if I burned this, then I'm, this is stuck energy. This is something that I created, right? And I poured all this sadness and all this dark stuff into it. And if I burn it, it's basically like a phoenix. It'll transmute into something else because energy, you know, can't be destroyed. So I was like, I'm going to consciously turn this into something else. And there was something very freeing about that because in my mind, it was like, okay, I am getting rid of these dark times in my past because they're not relevant to who I am. Sure, I am the person I am because of the experiences that I've had in my life, but it's not something that I need to carry with me. And I think that I, for me, art is extremely powerful, whether it is the written word, a song, a painting, a photograph, it's extremely powerful. And so what you do with that art um, from your past or even moving forward really is up to you and, and how it makes you feel. Uh, Diane said, first mark or first words or letters or notes, never underestimate gibberish to get you warmed oh, up. Oh, absolutely, exactly. Diane. I love it. We've I been, love it. We've been watching a lot of like behind the scenes programs of people creating Um Uh, a lot of musicians too. And I find that almost across the board, people who are writing or creating anything 
Um, but especially with music, it's even called like the gibberish track, right? Yeah. Where you're just letting the feeling take you and you're just letting words yeah, come out. You're not trying to come up with words. You'd be like yeah. some, yeah. like you want to get the melody. Or the and beat. then one word might catch your attention and like come out and then you kind of build around that. And it's, I think it's the same thing for visual arts. You can just kind of make that first mark and then let and it. And then just let it just go. Clover said, I live off spite, but I'm just so angry. <laughs> I almost want to give up on my passion as my niche is D&D, which is a game with friends. And now I've lost my friends. And now I have to rekindle my love for the game that we all were so close because all my art is surrounding it and I don't want to give up on it. So Clover recently had an experience where friends uh, turned out to not be so great. Right. And it's almost like a full starting over. um, And that can be really jarring and really hard. But at the same time, it can be really freeing because obviously there must have been some energy present there that was not good for you. Yeah. I mean, um, and and that's the thing. You got to think about it. As you evolve, some of your friends will go with you and some will not. And yeah. that's really when you start to see like, oh, okay, this, this maybe wasn't healthy in the beginning. And moving forward, especially with your art, Clover, and, and the things that you love doing, you got to think about it as a blank canvas. This is now your opportunity to create exactly what you want and not, you know, not hold on to anything from your past. Just create what you want and use that anger to remind you that I'm never going to allow this to happen again. I'm mm-hmm. never going to settle. I am going to do it my way. And, you know, whatever the situation is, if I allow someone into my life, then you know, it's going to be a mutual of mutual benefit. Kelly's here. Hi, Kelly. Hey, Kelly. Clover said this anger definitely has me wanting to start a gym routine and make a bunch <laughs> of content and art just to spite the people who don't want to see me succeed. But I need to work through some things. Oh, you'll you'll you, you know what? That's another part of it that you could use. It's like, you know what? Fine. You want to believe what you want to believe then you're an idiot. I'll be over here building empires. Yeah, I'm going to build empires while you're over there pointing fingers like a douche. Greetings, Leslie. Leslie says, good morning, rogues, from a blossom-blooming spring morning in New Zealand. Hi, good morning. That sounds wonderful. Diane said, I think the anger takes my mind off the block and clears the way for doing instead of thinking. Yeah, Yeah. there's a huge amount of momentum that you can... uh, tap into harness in moments of any heightened emotion and anger can be a really good catalyst. Well, anger, anger is a very, so anger is, is it, it, there's a lot of energy. I mean, it's potent. You could feel it. Um, and that's why uh, a lot, like I said, whenever I do find myself getting angry, I like to focus that energy into a place of empowerment so when it comes to like being blocked or like, you know, what Clover is dealing with right now, it's like it what's important to me is not to give it to anyone else. Right. That energy by, you know, being angry at someone else or being angry at myself. But by saying, you know what, I'm going to get in the studio and I'm going to create and I'm going to do this because I am a bad, you know, like I am a badass and in those moments of anger, because I think um, from a lot of studies that I've seen in heightened moments of emotion, that's where uh, a lot of us create uh, new neural pathways, mm-hmm. right? So it's either when you're really afa- afraid or that's why a lot of doubt and fear sinks in because you form a lot of neural pathways in heightened states of emotion. And so anger is a heightened state of emotion. So in my mind, I'm like, okay, you gotta, you gotta use it. You gotta use it in a way that is, that is going to stay with you, that you could stack those experiences on top of the other and pull yourself out of self-doubt, pull yourself out of um, fear, pull yourself out of a creative block or anything like that. Push yourself to just move forward, you know, to push through that molasses to get through. It's such a vibrant energy um, unfortunately the way that most of us learn to use it is, you know, in a totally disempowering yeah, way to complain yeah. about someone else or something else. Um, Karen said one of the mediums that she likes to work in is alcohol inks cause it's uncontrollable. So she just lets loose and rolls with it. And yeah. it's really, effective. I love that. 
Leslie said, we can't control the actions of others, but most definitely our reactions. Yeah, indeed. Mm -hmm. Indeed. And that's, you know, again, that's where that's where anger comes in. Like, are you and the way that we like to say it is like whenever there is a situation, um, no matter what it is, are you reacting or are you responding? And, Mm -hmm. you know, that that's a question that Clea and I will ask each other, like, how are you feeling? Are you reacting to that or are you responding? Yeah, definitely. Samson said a purging pyre. Karen said, well, said Rafi. Zara said beautiful transformation like a phoenix. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) Yes. That's in reference to you burning the stuff that Uh no longer represented you. Yeah. Um, Kelly said, my studio is coming along since the house issues need to be done by professionals. I can hopefully get my mojo back to create. Oh, you will. You will, Kelly. You will, Kelly. And you just had a great, um, break and time away. And so hopefully that was rejuvenating as well. I know you had said that you were really enjoying the time. Uh, Beth said, sometimes you just need to get it out and then get on with it. Totally. Yep. Yep. Totally. Uh, Leslie said, absolutely. Choose your baggage and create, create, create. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jenny said, let's name that negative art burn purge. Artist saging. <laughs> I love that. That's a great name for it. <laughs> Karen said, boy, do we know starting over. Oh, yes, yeah. we do. Oh, yeah. Yes, we do. Cruz said, starting over is freeing. Agreed. Yeah. Yep. Clover said, I definitely feel like a phoenix from the flames. Oh, you've got this, Clover. You've got this. Go throw those axes and then, you know, have a good time. Bring some laughter in there. Jenny said, been there, Clover. It's awful and very brave. Yeah. Tina said, my old gamer name was Rising Phoenix. Oh, that's a great name. <laughs> uh, Leslie said, relationships, sometimes a day, a week, a season, a lifetime. Keep true to your authentic self. Yeah. Absolutely. Beth said the same. Some people are a season, some are a lifetime. Yeah. And so if it is a uh, life, uh, life anxiety, well, it's always life anxiety, isn't right. it? That stifles us. Um, could have you in a state of like literally gripped with fear to make that first, uh, to make that first mark. Yeah. And if you can't, like, if you're not, if you're not there, and you can't make that mark on that canvas, make that mark on something else. Make it on a scrap sheet of paper. I mean, you know? that's the thing. Or think, a about it, think about it this way. Whatever inspires you to do something, right? Is it music? Is it is it just putting on music, put, uh, you know, putting on really loud music and gen- just raging out in the studio and creating something? Is it putting on something soft? Is it going for a walk? Is it um, having a laugh with someone? Is it stopping in and doing a a marathon of Lord of the Rings? Mm -hmm. I mean, whatever it is that you enjoy, right? That's what's going to allow you to get into the studio and enjoy. Now, what you have to think about is this. just, Just stacking experiences. Every time you get into studio... And you stare at a blank piece of canvas and you're like, ah, I can't do this. Mm -hmm. Right. And then you come back the next day and ah, I can't do this. And then you come back the next day. Ah, I can't do this. Now you're forming a habit. Now it feels like a mountain. Yeah. And it, and it just, if it will feel like it's getting more, the more you put something off, the more difficult it gets and the thicker that wall of molasses is to get through it. Now, the thing is that the difficulty is an illusion, because it's just a habit. You've just formed this habit. And obviously, if habits were easy to break, um, then it would be no big deal because you just go in there and work on art. But in actuality, you have to do the opposite of what that habit wants you to do. If you've been putting off doing work for doing art for whatever reason, then the only thing you could do is in whatever shape or form, you got to create something. Yeah. And sometimes you have to like recently I had a piece that I was afraid to start on because I had just it was something that someone asked if I could do. And I was like, yeah. And then when I started thinking about it, I was like, oh, I I have no idea how to do this. Yeah. And so sometimes you have to sit down and just be like, fuck it. 
<laughs> Let me, what's the worst that could happen? Yeah. Like I'm out, uh, uh, you know, I, I screw up this piece of material you and do. I start over you again. You just got to like, get it going and be like, all right, if I screw this up right now, there's a commission that I'm working on and like, I totally screwed it up. Like every time I look at it, I'm like, all you oh, see is that area. Yeah. All I see is that area. And so like, yeah, you know, you, you screw it up, you walk away, but you got to go back to it. And either you, you make the choice, like, all right, I'm going to start fresh or I'm going to fix this because mm -hmm. everything that you do, you can fix, you know? Yes. I have definitely learned that um, the hard way. Karen said <laughs> also, I also find it hard getting started because my supplies are all over the place. Cleaning my space and organizing gives me ideas. Oh, yeah. yes. Resetting yes. and organizing for the win. I do that in between... Um, several pro like maybe you know like usually i'm working on maybe four or five who knows how many projects and there will come a point where the studio is just a disaster area and i get down there and i don't feel like it and that's where i i know like okay i gotta reset because the way i see it is kind of like your surroundings are a representation of what's going on in your brain. Mm -hmm. And so like, if it's all disheveled and crazy and, and disorganized, then your brain is disheveled, crazy and disorganized. So I clean up the space or organize the space um, with that in mind that, okay, I am going to reorganize my thoughts and sweep out the brain jar, and sweep out the brain, sweep out all the garbage, all the, the garbage that's getting stuck in the filter of our, of our mind, you know, like that yeah. filter that you see the world when you are looking at the world and the world just doesn't seem inspiring and you can't get to a place where you can create what will happen is the reason that happens is because you've got a bunch of dirt on your filter and the best thing to do is reset, go for a walk, clean up your space listen to loud music, do whatever it takes to clean that filter off and get back to that place of creation. Yeah. Get some fresh air in the brain jar, get the cobwebs out of the way. If there's any surprise spiders lurking in there, then you'll be able to see yeah. them and get them out. You got to get the surprise <laughs> spiders out of there. Clover <laughs> said, I'm just proud that I stood my ground instead of giving in to them and trying to disempower me and apologize for just being me. Yes. Congratulations. Clover. Absolutely. That means you're on a new chapter. You're pursuing a new thing. If people are not on board with that, then you're meant to go your own way. Exactly. And that's, sure. that's, that's evolution, Clover. That's, that's, that's growth. Mm -hmm. And <clears throat> excuse me, that's growth. And sometimes when you are growing and you are evolving, uh, you know, you got to get rid of the dingleberries. Yeah. That's, I, I don't, that just came out of the top of my head. That's my yeah, you humor. were just laying down some lyrical uh, gibberish there. <laughs> some lyrical gibberish, yes. Allie said, my anger has two faces. It gets me sick of for myself doing nothing and kicks me in the butt, but also makes a lot of drama that distracts me if I feed into it. Yeah, and that's why yeah. you got you to gotta direct it. You got to direct it. It is a palpable energy. Yeah. Just see anger as that, yes, somebody pissed you off something like that. And then you direct it to that place where it's like, I'm in control here. I get to choose. Mm -hmm. I get to decide how I'm going to feel in this. I get to decide how I'm going to respond to this situation. I get to choose. And then you punch a punching bag, you stomp your foot, you do whatever it takes, you paint, you know, there's a big possibility that you'll like destroy your canvas if you're painting from an angry place. But maybe you could uh, sew it back together and and have a pretty cool piece in the aftermath. And then have a they have a whole series, have a whole series of pieces that are just like that time I raged out. <laughs> um, I know those two faces of anger, and it's immensely helpful just to catch it and be aware that that's what's happening. Yeah, because you can make choices from that observer place that can see what's happening rather than solely being the character that's embroiled in the story. Yeah. So yeah. just, you, just you, having the awareness is a powerful thing. Yeah. And it's important to remember that you are not only the character in your story, but you're the author of the story. 
right? A lot of times we forget. We're so caught up within the pages of our own narrative that we forget that we're the ones that write the story. Mm -hmm. And that's where a lot of those emotions can, you end up going in a downward spiral, um, depending on what's going on. And, you know, you get stuck and you can't paint because like, you are not feeling it. You've been berating yourself. You're looking at the state of the world and, you know, all of a sudden it's like, what's the point and all that stuff. And like, you got to remember that you write the narrative to your story. You're Jen, the one. Jen just said, yes, we call that chaos brain. Nothing wrong with it, but better to harness our chaotic powers for good and not evil. Evil. Diane said, you can also put a pencil in both hands and draw mirror lines. Really cool experience. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, that's something that I haven't tried to do for a very long time. Playing around. Yeah. You gotta, you just play around, Karen. Dingleberries. <laughs> Tina said, oh my God, dingleberries are the poop stuck to your bum. Yeah, that is historically <laughs> what that, is, that means. That is indeed. And if you find any in your brain jar, then definitely get them yeah, out. Yeah, you gotta get them out of there. Yeah. Allie said, I did some really good sketches during, uh, boring staff meetings at my old job when not thinking about it. Pressure to be perfect sucks. I did some of my favorite sketch work doing a really boring job that started at 5am back in the day also. Yeah. Nothing, nothing will stifle your creativity, like being too precious and trying to get yeah. things perfect. Just have fun. You know, like that's the people play music, you know, it's not, you don't work at music you you play around when you're creating you know you got to think about the purest example of creation and that's kids kids are just playing when they're having a hard time or they're struggling because they're up to some standard that they're supposed to meet then it's not fun anymore and you see them just not able to do what they want to do because they're trying to reach perfection and so like what really, really matters is you just play, you just mm -hmm. play, you're going to make mistakes. So what make the mistakes, have fun with it. Best Ex experiment. Yes. Experimentation. Beth said, I have a drawing that I keep dragging my feet on due to fear of screwing it up. It's for my father and I know he'll love it no matter what, but I just have to find a way to push even if it's 10 minutes at a time. Yeah. yeah. That's how I push through the fear is 10 minutes at a time. Just I'm for just chunk it. Doing, I'm just doing this one thing. I'm just doing this one thing. I'm going to work on this. And then if you, you know, go through it a little bit further, then fine. The, the important there, the important thing there is getting it started and pushing through that wall of molasses, not allowing yourself to form the habit of avoidance, because that is a habit. And then next thing you know, you know, you've avoided it 10, 15 times. And now it's like this big deal. Right. Yeah. Then it turns into this big deal, like like the world is going to end if I get this wrong and because I've avoided it for so long. Once it becomes a big deal like that, too, it's easy to get like angry in a not good way. Yes. Like when you're feeling that overwhelmed, then it's like I've been in a place where it's like I just want to lash out at everyone at that point because <laughs> I'm like and I know like I've created it. The scenario. Those are the days where Clee looks at me and she's like, I don't like people. I'm like, yes, you do. <laughs> I you love like, you. Love I people. love humans. <laughs> but I have my moments where I'm, I'll be like, I just want to be left alone. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Uh, as Samson said, we are the music makers and we are the dreamers of the dream. We it's are true. indeed. Cruz said, yeah, the artist's life is life. Yeah. Yeah. yeah true story. Exactly. So balancing <laughs> everyday life with making art is the nature of being a creative, which is not really a stop start job. It's a continuation of an inspiration like Rafi and Klee's inspired by the stuff of life. Exactly. Saying, Cruz. So well said. That's yeah. perfect. Yeah. That's perfect. Diane said, I absentmindedly sketch when I am on hold. Rather than be annoyed, I make art. Yeah. Yeah. So do I. I some love of my that best practice. sketches, too. Like some of my doodles and stuff, like I'll keep those because I'm like, oh, crap, that's really cool. Yeah. Zara said, to chunk it. To chunk it. 10, Ten minute, minute chunks. <laughs> Heck yeah. I will not be domesticated. Yeah. And just, <laughs> yep. Indeed. I have definitely I will screamed. Not be domesticated. Definitely screamed that. It's true. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was one of those overwhelmed times. It was, it was. And I was like, I walked in the room and I was like, um, my disclaimer is that I'm not really sure, you know, so just take this with a grain of salt. And I'm like, I'm sitting there working on a painting 
<laughs> and she just thought of no word. I will not be domesticated. Rafi was like, yeah, good. Good. That's good. I was like, uh, I'm confused. Do you want to talk more about it? Yeah. I think is what you said. <laughs> yeah. Karen said, somebody mentioned balance, sleep, eating right, moving. It's all tied in for sure. Yeah. And if you're lax on the self-care, and I know a lot of us like to think that we're not lax on the self-care, but perhaps we actually are. I'm raising my hand right now. I At least I have been lately. Is everybody going to be like, hi. I like self-care. My name my name is Klee and I've been lax with self-care lately and, and it's, it's like, affecting my art. <laughs> it just everybody just sounds miserable. It's been I about don't take care of myself. It's been about four days that I've been trying to be better about yeah. it. And uh, you know, so far I've seen a positive change in my art. So yeah, no, I'm what I'm trying to illustrate is that all that stuff does matter. It does matter. Kelly said, my husband came into my studio earlier while I was working on setting it the way I want. And he asked, how much of this are you getting rid of? WTF, none. none. Yeah. Well, good. Good. I'm glad you told him. No. No. In fact, I'm getting more stuff. All right. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. We're going to get more mm -hmm. stuff. Sorry. Like, I just went into a mini rant there. I would have been like, I didn't realize it was uh, the segment for... Uh, nonsense questions here in the <laughs> how studio much of today? this are you going to get rid of everything that belongs to you in the <laughs> other room how about we do that mm -hmm. yeah sorry about that ginger said self-care is extremely important and rest if you do not rest you cannot heal in any sense of the phrase very important yes i don't know is it important ginger i'm not sure <laughs> yeah <laughs> It's very important. Diane said, ha, Kelly, I have my two cats who are my people. <laughs> the two cats are the people. Yeah. Hi, Heather. Heather. Oh, Hi, Heather. Whoa, Heather's tip, tip. here. Heather said, I have love-hate feelings about people in general. <laughs> I love humans. And I so I know when I'm like, meh, 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 meh. I know like that's my immediate indicator that I'm like, oh, I've done something that has caused a whack mood yeah. to set in. Heather said, I had no idea how beautiful Pennsylvania is. This is my first time here and it's stunning. Right? It, it is. It Pennsylvania is, is incredible. Yeah. Yes, Heather is um, on a trip and she's yeah. in Pennsylvania right now. We'll be able to see We're her tomorrow. We're going to see her to tomorrow. So, it's true. We're excited. Ginger said, Rafi, I will fight you. Said, said lovingly, lovingly, of course. course. Yeah. yeah. So um, I am curious. Uh, I think Kate is on and I would love to see if like we're on the right track. Um, for yeah. Kate. Is any of this um, giving you some, some good stuff to chew on? Yeah. And, Cause um, I mean, there are so many variables on why, why you would have a hard time, uh, you know, staring at a blank canvas and getting stuck in the canvas mm -hmm. for me personally, whenever that happens to me, it does have to do with with my emotions. It has to do with um, where I am in general, especially if I've gone into a downward spiral. In some case, I mean, there were there were times um, there have been times recently and times, especially during the pandemic, where just the state of the world, looking at the world and feeling, you know, you get that feeling like the world is going to hell in a handbasket, mm. you know, and then you just don't feel inspired and you feel like, what's the point? Yes. Right. And that is a horrible place to be. That is for a creative. That is by far apathy is the worst place to be. Yeah, it totally is. When it comes is. to, to the, create, it, it is, it stops the movement. The existential, uh, horrid feeling is absolutely the worst probably yeah. for everyone but definitely for creative humans yeah kelly said pennsylvania is for good peeps but i read it uh pennsylvania is good for peeps and i <laughs> i agree actually with both of those statements pennsylvania is good for peeps uh karen said turn off the news and all that crap indeed yeah just turn it off don't yeah don't watch that stuff don't, you know, I'm very, very, when it comes to social media, I block everybody that has, doesn't know how to act that right. doesn't know how to act right. I just block them. I have, there is no reason to 
consume any of that from anybody. If you know somebody who's just negative, like just restrict your time with them, because ultimately what what matters most is that you, you feel good. And especially if you're creating, because if you're creating, you want to feel good while you're creating, you're going to want to feel good while you're putting stuff out there. And yeah, there's, you know, unfortunately it's, it's life, it's life. So, or not, unfortunately, it's just life. Things are going to suck. You're going to feel negative. You're going to feel happy. You're going to cry. You're going to feel in a slump. You're going to downward spiral. You're going to upward spiral. You're going to, you're going to experience all these things. And the ability to be able to walk away in some cases and just understand this is what is going to bring me out of my funk. And most importantly in that is taking away the pressure, right? And by by what I mean by that is, A, you either have pressure, I'm an artist, I should be creating artwork, you know? And a lot of people will say say that to you. Uh, for example, like when, when I was going through my burnout, a lot of people suggested like, Rafi, you should get into studio and create. And to be honest with you, that's not what I, that, that wasn't something that was going to help me. Mm-hmm. If anything, it was going to form a really bad habit for me. What I needed to do was just chill the F out and relax and remind myself why I am inspired by the stuff of life. Hard reset. Hard reset. Not just turning it off and turning it back on, unplugging it and waiting the full 10 seconds before plugging it <laughs> right, back exactly. in. Yeah, let's talk about that because um, uh, if you're like fully in the grips of anxiety or an existential crisis and it's been going on a while or maybe it's even chronic, then the last thing you want to do is pile on guilt for yeah. not being... Yeah. Creative. And that'll happen. That'll happen. You wake up in the morning or you get into studio and you're not artistic reboot, said Samson. Yes. yes. You get in the studio and you're not feeling it and you walk out of there. And then you make there, yourself feel even and worse that about night, it. You're like, oh, I didn't do shit today. I, know. I should I should have done this. I could have done this if I was blah. You know what? There's nothing wrong with reevaluating and, and saying to yourself, like, you know what? Um, this morning, what would have been better for me is if I went outside and just relaxed, um, instead of sitting here contemplating and getting overwhelmed by what I was, you know, thinking, Oh, I got to do this commission and, and we've got the, to organize this thing. And, and I want to release a video and I want to, and, and, you know, like all that, yeah, you know, all that stuff. And getting to that place where like, hey, it's okay. The world is going to keep going if you're not in the studio creating something. Mm-hmm. You're going to get back in there. But if you're berating yourself for not going in there, if you're berating yourself for not creating, well, guess what? It's going to make everything harder the next time. Totally. It's like having that person in your life that every time you call them, they make you feel crappy for not yeah. calling more often. And the more it happens, the less you want to call. And it's like an Ouroboros of bullshit. Like you walk out of the studio yeah. and then that, that, that the person calls like- you, that person calls <laughs> you and they're like, you know, you should have been creating art. If you were a real artist, you'd be creating art right now. <laughs> You're not even a real artist. You know, like, and that's. That's You're the like, thing. Is thanks. <laughs> thanks, jerk. Cruz said reboot and instead of regret. Yes, yes, reboot. Reboot yourself, you know? Beth said art brought me out of the worst funk of my life, but it is still a work in progress. Oh, absolutely, Beth. Absolutely. And that's the thing, like I think a lot of people, you know, and and this is going to be like a Rafi's ramble right now. Do it. I think a lot of times um you know, you hear a thing, right? Like, let's say you get inspired by a thing like, oh, wow, when I when I did this last time that this person suggested, like, I felt really, really good. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, that was amazing. And then maybe it works again. And then the next time you do it, it doesn't work, yeah. right? And then, then you immediately you're, oh, there must be something wrong with me. I don't know how to make myself happy. Oh, I used to do this and it worked. Or and now I can't do anything and I can't find anything. And that's the thing, like... We are very complex creatures. It, it, it doesn't work that way. We're not, 
it's not we're not two dimensional. It's not like one day going for a walk is going to be the thing that inspires you. It, you know, it, that could be it. It could be a walk in the forest. It could be whatever. But what are you bringing with you? Maybe it is sitting there and playing Tetris. Maybe it is sitting on your front porch or back porch. Maybe it is going for a walk in the city. Maybe it's going out to see a lake or an ocean. Maybe it is watching an old black and white movie that makes you laugh. Maybe it's watching a comedy stand-up comedy. Maybe it's going out with your friends and having a few drinks. Like, no matter what, maybe it's meditating. The, the thing about it is, like, are you going to try a few things to pull you out of that funk? Or are you going to try them all and see which one happens to be the thing that works that time? Because it will always be a different thing. It'll always be a different thing. We're not we're not one fixes all, you know, like it doesn't work that way with us. We have to figure out the thing in that moment because we are very complex. Yeah, it's true. We are dynamic and it can feel really bad when you try thing A and it doesn't work and you try thing B and you're still feeling like crap. Um, but you have to, I guess you have to be more stubborn than the funk. Yeah, you do. And it, that's where it's like, listen, when I say persist through the suck, that's exactly what I mean. Keep going. Don't give into it. Don't think to yourself like, oh, I can't. Nothing I, nothing I try works. Like, what are you repeating to yourself there? Mm -hmm. Did you try it all? Did you do all of it to get yourself back to that creative place, to get yourself back to that place where you feel good? Um, and that's, that's important. And, and I know that this sounds more like a rant, but the thing is that this is, this is a conversation that I've had to have with myself many, many times when I have downward spiral, mm -hmm. because it is easy for me to fall into a place where I'm just like, nothing's working. I don't know what to do. And it feels that like, is a horrible place to be. Yeah. Then you feel like, oh my gosh, I'm never getting out of this. Yep. So you have to be more stubborn than the anxiety or the funk. Jin just said, handsome's Nana to handsome's mom. Voicemails, including, I haven't heard from you in a while, but I haven't been asked to identify a body. So I assume you're okay. Okay. Actually kind of hilarious, but extremely unhealthy. Yeah, don't linger in don't that. Don't linger in that. Yeah. Mickey said it's eating two pieces of Texas toast and a glass of wine and looking away from the paintings tonight. The answer will come tomorrow. I love that. Samson yep. say anyone play Breath of the Wild? No, but that sounds like a refreshing thing to play. Linda said been working on an oil for two weeks, reached a point that I was beginning to dislike it a lot. I put it aside for now and did an acrylic pour. It made me feel so much yeah, better. Yeah. When you get, when you get stuck like that, it, that's, that's the reason Linda that I, I work on several pieces at once. And when I get stuck, even if it's just remotely stuck, I don't allow myself to linger there. I just move on to the next piece move on to the next piece. If something's drying, I don't wait for it to dry. I move on to the next piece. It's in my mind that equals momentum. And if you're constantly in movement, then you don't have time to stagnate. You're like, let's see if you can catch me existential crisis. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> let's just see. <laughs> Diane said the answer always comes from within always. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes it's just like, giving it the, um, turning the volume down on the rest of the brain chatter so you could hear the answer. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's, that's the problem is, you know, you, we get really, we get really used to thinking that, that, that voice, the thing that we're thinking that that's like reality, that that's the voice of God entering your head and saying like, you saw. You saw. Guess what's <laughs> going to happen to you because you didn't blah, 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 blah. You know, like all that stuff. And it's like, you gotta, you just gotta remember like, oh, that's, that's just me. That's my head. It's, it's telling me things. Um, it's probably a surprise spider that found a bullhorn somewhere <laughs> in the brain jar. <laughs> It's just excited. It can project its voice and it's like, you're so hey, yeah. got to squish those surprise spiders or catch and release, whatever you do. Diane said, I always say the mind believes what you tell it to believe. And it's true. Yeah. We train ourselves <clears throat> through repetition. Yeah. We train ourselves 
in everything through repetition. And sometimes we train ourselves into things that don't work for us through repetition because we don't even know we're doing it in the first place. And like I said, it's that easy thing of going down there and be like, oh, this is hard. I don't want to work on it. And then you put it off. Oh, this is hard. I don't want to work on it. And then you put it off. That's repetition. That's that's you're training your brain to come up with excuses on why you're not. Next thing you know, like a week goes by and you're like, well, I can't can't work on the painting today because it's raining outside. Yeah. You know, like you just. Ooh, I hate that when yeah. I'm like sitting down to work and then it rains outside and yeah. I'm like, well, I guess it's time to stare out the window. Kelly said, when you figure out how to turn down the tinnitus, let me know. Oh, that's a rough one, Kelly. So I've never experienced tinnitus. Um, I don't know what that experience is like. I know it can be like really frustrating. I have had like the ears ringing post doing a show or a performance. Um, Sometimes I try to like hum louder than it or like listen to music that's louder than it. And sometimes that's helped me, but I know that can be frustrating. Oh yeah, that is frustrating. Clover said, my therapist calls the stick man her dumb bitch. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's that's great. Uh, Ginger said, often surprise spiders are pretty polite, but this this spookity stands and sometimes we flee. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So Samson said, uh, me too. You get used to it with the tinnitus. Mm. Yeah. So, and you know, and that's, that's the, I think that that's the thing with the stick man too, with those voices that come in right like they start off small and then you kind of get used to it and then that's where it becomes a habit Uh uh-huh where you get used to it and you know that's where you want to make it a positive thing where your thoughts are positive and whichever habits it is that you form and understand that everything everything you do whether it's get into studio and get started or get into studio and you have a ritual where you put this thing out and you put this thing out and then you get started or you get in the studio and you sit there and you just stare at a blank canvas and you don't get started. All of that is a habit. All yeah. of that can become a, a, a habit that, that will become a chronic habit. And so it's one of those things where like every time I'm doing anything and a lot of it is hindsight too. Let me not, let me not make it seem like I'm like, Every time I go to do anything, I'm very conscious of the fact that I'm creating a habit because that's not that's just not reality. That's not how anybody's going to work. But you get to reevaluate, you know, especially when you're not feeling when when something is off, you mm-hmm. know it, right? Like yeah. maybe a week has gone by and you're like, "Man, I'm not something." something I mean, it might take just, some time, but at some point you catch it. Yeah, you, you catch know. it and then you reevaluate and then you're like, "Okay, well, what is it that I'm doing here?" Like, why is it that I'm putting this this piece off for so for so long? Why am I not just working on this? Oh, because I'm scared. Oh, because, you know, the excuses, the more you put something off, the more the bigger they get. And that's why I say, like, then you have really a wall of molasses to push through because you're stacking excuse on top of excuse on top of excuse where then it just becomes this subconscious thing where you are terrified to work on something and you're not even sure exactly why. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's 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 a very interesting thing, but you it's remembering that like you're creating those neural pathways, you know. Our brains aren't set in stone. They they change. Um the neuroplasticity. So like you do want to be focused on that and under not give into the emotions that might be telling you, hey, you can't do this. Hey, you're not good enough. Hey, what's the point? And understand that you could rewrite that narrative. You're not just a character in your story. You are the author. You're not locked in. No. Yeah. Sometimes it's a good thing to like in any situation when you catch it, like you're not in a good place. Yeah. Um, Nikki said, don't think, just do it. Exactly. Whatever it is. Yeah. So like a good question might be like, okay, what does what does relief look like right now? Like, what is the thing? Do I need a break from everything? Do I need to just push through it? Do I need to talk to somebody? Like, what is the thing? Let me figure that out. What does a relief look like? Because um, we don't mean positivity in that gross way 
that some people use it where it's like, just be positive. Like, <laughs> no, you want screw that. No. Like what's self-affirming for you right now? Yeah. What is, what is healthy for you right now? Do you need to push through the thing or do you need to, to go do something else? Yeah. What do you need? Like, like Zara's saying here, enough excuses. You know, it was a habit. I am the Phoenix, right? I can be my ideal person this second. Or at least for chunk it. Exactly. Yeah. And that's, it's the way we talk to ourselves. You know, the thing is that you might have those voices in your head telling you, oh, you suck, all this, all that. And then you'll verbally, you might verbally say, oh, I'm so stupid. Oh, I blah, blah, blah. Right. Here's the thing. The verbal stuff that you say, that's conscious. You have control over that. So you can rewrite that narrative, right? And it's going to feel really awkward to you. You know, that's one of the things I like to test myself with that, to look in the mirror and say, you know what? You are a effing badass. Just to see, does that feel awkward? Does it make you cringe? Does it make me cringe? Do I feel stupid saying it, right? Why? Why would I feel stupid saying it? Why would it make me cringe? You know, looking in the mirror and saying, you are powerful. Does it make me feel stupid? Like, this is how you acknowledge and see, like, where are you with the way that you talk to yourself? Is by talking to yourself more good and then seeing where you are and then making it a habit of talking to yourself more good. Your subconscious, your stick man is going to respond by trying to fight you on it because the stick man has been in charge. You know, our, our brains, unless we're directing it, it basically, it's like a petulant child. It's going to just stomp its feet. It's going to be like, no, you're dumb. You know, and like, Mm -hmm. and, and nothing is going to be, nothing is going to be like brilliantly said, you know, if you're like, you can't paint that because you're dumb. You know, like that's basically the equivalent of what goes on. In yeah. There. And then a lot of times we're like, oh, okay. <laughs> Diane said, sometimes when I get stuck, I think of it as the universe staying my hand saying, wait a moment. There's something you need to see first. Diane, I love that. I love that too. I love that. And very, I've had very much. evidence that that is true. Sometimes there is something you need to see a life experience that you're going to have that's going to lend itself really well to that thing that you're stuck. Ginger said, have you tried looking at a sunset? No one can be sad when they're looking at a sunset. Um, You know, I use that with my trees, my, my seasons of change trees. Um, It's one thing that I've noticed about my, some, some of my art pieces is that you can't be sad when you're looking at it. And I've told people like, it's impossible for you to be sad. When you're looking at my art. I was once profusely sad and crying at a sunset. I know. But. That was in Key West. Too. That's, it was a very beautiful sunset. It was a very beautiful sunset. But then the combination of the sunset and the kindness of a stranger brought me out of it. Yeah. Yeah. So you just never know when you're going to be in that right spot for for maybe a, a kind act that brings yep. you out of it. Zara said, yep, I got to check my reactions to things and ask why. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kelly, as long as the inner cheerleader is the upper hand over the stick man. Yeah, exactly. See, the inner cheerleader's got some some meat to her, you know? Like the inner cheerleader is is way more substantial. The stick man is like a little stick of charcoal that yeah. you're like you could easily break. Yeah, the stick man's like willow charcoal. Yeah. And uh I prefer champion inner champion to inner champion. I do like the inner yes. champion. Ginja said from hyperbole and a half, people say dumb crap like that to someone experiencing depression. If you have depression, sunsets alone are not the fix. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Just go look at a sunset. They could help, sure, but just pfft. Yeah. I mean, if you're looking at a sunset and you are already in a place where you are grateful for it, but you have to be there. You know, you have to be in that place. If you're in that downward spiral, it doesn't matter what is around you. Mm-hmm. Like it is making the conscious decision that this isn't where I want to stay, nor do I belong here. But to get there, you you know, you got to figure out how you're going to get there. You have to find a way. Yeah. 
and it looks different for everyone. That's the difficult thing is that the solution is different for everyone. What you need is going to be different. Nobody's going to be able to tell you this is what you need to do. No, Um, except for me, just buy my trees. Yeah. Except for that. (laughs) (laughs) Karen said, should have, could have, would have. Don't should yourself. Yeah, Yeah. Don't should yourself. If you wouldn't talk that way to a friend, don't say it to yourself. Be kind to you. Yes. As a general practice, I highly recommend being kind to yourself. It does make a difference in the life uh, quality. It does. Diane says, yep, it takes work to find your light. It does. It does. Mickey said, it's like training a dog. You have to break the focus on the stick man to something else. If you throw the dog cheese, it stops it stops the behavior. For yeah. me, I go for a walk around the track to get away from the stick man. Yeah, I love that, Mickey. I love that. That's awesome. Yeah, stick man doesn't really have very much endurance either. No, so. no, not at you all. You can easily that, kind of outrun the, the stick man. That's how come like it's that wall of molasses. Mm-hmm. Once you get through that wall of molasses, stick man can't keep up. You know, that 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 insecurity, that doubt, that fear. Once you get it the process started, you you're going to outrun it every single time. Yeah, it is getting started. Kelly said, what's that saying we had before? Everything is better than death. Oh, yes. That sometimes when things really suck, I take a pause and think, well, this is better than death. <laughs> um, <laughs> who knows? I don't know, actually, if that's true. But I just think, well, I'm here experiencing this shite moment. And in some weird, weird way, I'm grateful even for the really shite moments because they're part of my human experience. Sometimes I derive joy from ugly crying, you know, Yeah, Uh, I'll catch myself in the moment and think, Oh, sure. Yeah. That's that observer part of me that can see sometimes can see a bigger picture than the character that I'm playing in the moment. And I think like, I, I must want all of this on some level, you know, yeah. or there must be something here for me in this. And can you enjoy an ugly cry? Uh, can you enjoy, to some extent, an existential crisis? Maybe if you know that it's not forever. Yeah. That you... You, you got to know that it's not forever. And that, that's my my way of dealing with things is humor. You know, like I'll be like, I'm mad. And I make the most ridiculous thing. Or if I'm afraid of putting something out there, you know, I'll turn to you and be like, I bet you every, I bet you everybody's going to be like, you suck. And then I do the most elongated you suck (laughs) ever. Or, you know, just stuff like that where it's like ridiculous, just completely ridiculous. I don't want to create today. And, you know, like I'll just turn it into either hyper whiny or something like that where it's so ridiculous that it pulls me it's a pattern interrupt for me. I mean, mm-hmm. if that was my pattern, that would be a problem. If like I was really like, I want to paint today. You'd be like, oh no, not again. Ginger said, listen, dog wants to make man happy. Cat wants to make cat happy. It's the art of negotiating. Doggo teaches loyalty. Kiddo teaches compromise. Sometimes you just need to negotiate with yourself too. I like That's that. That's good. I like that you're reading that as the dogs next door are barking and I'm thinking to myself like dog, not making happy (laughs) dog, not make neighbors happy. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I know that Kate is on here. Um, I think Kate was having trouble with the chat. Yeah. Okay. So Kate was having trouble with the chat. Hopefully Kate, this, um, I I just really hope that this inspired, I'm obviously distracted by the dogs. This is that point where I want to scream outside like Shut the dogs up! care very Shut much about Shut what up! about what dogs want right now. They are really going for it. Yeah. Um yeah, Kate, I know you're on here listening with us. I hope that um some of this uh was helpful. Yeah. In figuring out what you need and then pursuing that. Yeah. Um and uh, if not, then we'll discuss it more. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Kate, just, you know, you obviously know that you could reach out and we adore you and just, you know, anything to get you back, uh, turning that blank canvas into something other than a blank canvas. 
Um, Leslie said, the most beautiful way that I've witnessed the breaking of a self-critical cycle has been people giving time to others in need, e.g. cancer collection, hospice volunteer, city mission, things yeah. of that nature. Yeah. Just giving. Just giving. Yeah. Yeah. That's powerful. And by the way, Kate, everyone is saying, Kate, we love you. You're awesome. Kate, hang in there. We're all very familiar with this, obviously, no one, no one can say, I know what you're going through, um, because we all have our own experiences. Well, you have but a bunch we, of people here standing in solidarity. Yeah, and, and, you know, we've all gone through our own versions of that. And of course, Ginger's like, pork, pork, pork. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I all love right. you, Ginger. So, um, yeah. So let's, let's call this a day. How are you guys feeling about the, I mean, this is a big subject, so there's no way that we'd be able to cover the depth and breadth of every single situation. There are so many reasons to not get into studio. True. There are so many reasons to feel blocked, uh, by something. Um, it, it, for me, like I said, a lot of times my perspective is coming from that place where it's, you know, emotional. And that's so like I'll stop and just do whatever it takes to put myself back in an emotional place. Um, but yeah, I think I think that what we did cover here today, I'm very happy with. And I'm, I you the rogues are brilliant. Thank you for being here. You guys like. Yes. This, this these conversations cannot go the way that they do without you. Without you, because you know you guys are brilliant. You guys are absolutely brilliant. Karen said, "I'm so motivated after this. That's <laughs> awesome." All right. So, Cruz said, "Good podcast. Thank you, guys." All right. So, thank you, Rogues, for being here. You guys are amazing, um, and thank you anybody that is listening to this. You guys are awesome. Um, uh, we've been getting an uptick on the subscriber counts and I think yeah, that so that thank is you. amazing. So thank you so much for supporting this podcast and, uh, listen, if you are not subscribed and you'd like to subscribe for more, go ahead and click somewhere around here to subscribe and that's it. You want to say goodbye, Clee? Good day. Adios. Adios.